New Hope's Sermon of the Week. We pray that you're blessed as you listen to this week's message. Good morning. It's good to see everybody. Okay. Thank you, Lord. It's so good just to say thank you, Lord, isn't it? Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Man, get Sister Roe up here, you know what I mean? Woo! Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You know, something's released when you just say it. Thank you, Lord. Just do it where you're sitting. Out loud. Say it out loud. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Just came over. I feel like it was a it was a response. It was a corporate response, even this morning with worship. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Right, Jeff? Come on, Jeff. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. For his great love. For his great love that he lavished upon us. We're in a new covenant. We're in it. It's been accomplished. Man, it's good stuff. I want to tag a little bit on Chris O'Reilly, the fireball. We met this week for coffee. There's a passion in her heart which links to a passion in my heart that we gather as saints weekly. And there should be a testimony or more than one testimony weekly, right? Would you agree with that? That in your sphere, thank you, Peter, you found it. Where was it? Thanks, Pete. Pete found my book bag. I couldn't find my book bag. <laughs> Thanks, Pete. So what, what Chris is going to do is she's, gonna, she's been empowered to cultivate so Sam Perticano, my buddy Sammy. What's, what's happened in the sphere of the, of the docks at your work? See, God is alive there. Mikey, what's happening at Fairport School District? Right? What's happening? Tommy, city of Rochester, cutting them lawns. Come on, buddy. Is the kingdom there or not? He's, there. He's alive. Carrie, what's happening in your realm? Ty, what's happening in your, in your realm? Mary, what's happening in your realm? But you've got to cultivate that because we should literally be like, okay, enough's enough. You know, there are other things to do on Sunday. I can't, you know, we, we did four testimonies. Come on now. Let's wait the next week. Right? I'm teasing, but but there should be so much activity. So that's the cultivating, because it's alive, it's there. We just got to bring it up to here so we can hear it. How many of you know when you hear a testimony, you're empowered? Right? We're empowered. So that's the heart behind that. How many of you, like, have Facebook and and all the fun social media stuff and the Internet? Did you guys see this one? This is the the pregnancy, the pregnancy Q&A, the question-answer time with the pregnancy. Did you see that this week? If you didn't, we got a few fun ones here. The pregnancy question and answer time with the baby doctor. Okay, so here's the question time with baby doctor. Should I have a baby after 35? No, 35 children is enough. <laughs> I'm two months pregnant now. When will my baby move? Well, with any luck, right after they finish college. 
What is the most reliable method to determine the baby's sex? Childbirth. (laughs) I love this one. My wife is five months pregnant and so moody that sometimes she's borderline irrational. So what's your question? (laughs) My childbirth... Karen, Karen wouldn't like this one if she was here, but I thought it was hysterical. My childbirth instructor says it's not pain I feel during labor, but pressure. Is she right? Yes, in the same way that a tornado might be called an air current. Is there any reason I have to be in the delivery room while my wife is in labor, the husband asks. Well, not unless the word alimony means anything to you. (laughs) And this is another good one that we'll end with this one. Our baby was born last week. When will my wife begin to feel and act normal again? When the kids are in college. (laughs) That's good, right? It's good. I appreciate the family that we have here at New Hope, and I appreciate uh, the things that God has us involved in. And um, after today, um, just so you you can be praying and you you don't have this thought... uh, that Ralph vanished, uh, you won't see me for the next five weeks on Sunday. You won't see me on Sunday for the next five weeks. Um, there's a bunch of us going to Harrisburg, uh, uh, Pennsylvania this coming weekend. It's this thing called the Supernatural Life Conference. It's a real great time to be equipped and refreshed. Uh, we almost have over 10% of our church going, which is a great time. Um, so the beautiful thing about that, be praying about that. Um, because, you know, all of us benefit when something like that happens and we go and we get, uh, we get just equipped and we get strengthened in the Lord. So next week, Wanda and I will be away at that. And then you guys know for the next, after that in October, uh, we'll be in Mexico with Bill and Mary Smith. So I appreciate your prayers. I'm going to have Mark do a little something in the New Hope Family News, but I like letting you know, like letting the family know what's going on. This is an intense time. Now, how many of you think that when the pastor goes to Mexico for 12 days, it's like a vacation? Anybody got that thought? It's a vacation? Okay, it's, it's not a vacation. It's not a vacation. Um, the truth is, there's a really intense, there's an intensity to it, and there's an assignment to be done, and it's a lot of work. So be praying. We, we commit to pray for uh, myself and Jonathan Welton as we go to release a new level of his power, his grace, these new kingdom realities we're learning about, and the kingdom is here a message to the people of Mexico. Will you agree to that? Um, and then after that, Wanda and I celebrate uh, 37 years of anniversary, and we'll be away for a weekend. So that'll be really good. Um, I love being really honest with everybody. You ever have a lifelong dream? Wanda and I were 19 years old. We had a beautiful Harley Davidson motorcycle. On all the chrome of the Harley-Davidson motorcycle, we had two Fleetwood Mac tickets. We were 19 years old. It was 1978, and I have a picture of it because we were going to go see Fleetwood Mac. One month before the concert, Fleetwood Mac broke up. 
They dissolved. They were a mess. They were all doing drugs, a big mess. 37 years later, Wanda and I will be in Toronto, good seats at Fleetwood Mac concert. (laughs) So, rumors, Sarah, everything. These are just classic tunes. Uh, At my memorial service, Wanda's going to play... no, she's no. We are, we talk about it. It, it, if if I go first, she's going to play. She's going to play the song uh, blank. Oh my goodness! No, no, hold on, hold on. It'll come. It'll come later. It'll come later. It'll come later. It's this fantastic song that I cry to every time. It's been impacting my life for thirty-five years. Anyway, we're going to be celebrating our anniversary weekend. And then the next weekend, we're going to be doing this beautiful thing called Love After Marriage. A bunch of us are going to be experiencing a ministry called Love After Marriage at the end of October. So when you don't see me for five weeks, you know I have an abandoned ship, okay? All that to say, please pray, and my heart's here with you. And that's a long time. How many of you have realized that's a long time? I'm very aware that's a long time. But you know, one of the things that we have here at New Hope is we have a team of people. This church is a team of people anointed, beautiful people. And that's the way it should be, in my opinion. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a, a, a single, uh, charismatic, driven church by one or two people that kind of hold everything together. It should be the body of Christ, a team, a beautiful tapestry of individuals who just step in, and the anointing, you know, when I go, the anointing will be great here. It's not, you know what I'm saying? This is just a good thing to say. So this, this morning... This morning, we've been on this little theme about all in, right? All in. It was even released today at several little places. I hear people talking about it during the, during the week, which kind of blesses me. So we're going to be receiving communion today. We're going to be receiving communion today. And in my preparation, I think that it's really good to hear about uh, these new covenant realities. So I am going to have grace come first And instead of Pastor Ralph sharing the truth, I've asked six saints out out among you today to take a truth that you believe is true with all your heart and release it to the body of Christ. And as we receive communion today, this is what we're doing. This is what we're doing. So I want you to hear these truths and walk in these truths and grace come on up. And uh, you have the mic there? Okay, where is, where, where, who, there it is, Gracie, you grab it for me over there? No, we need the mic, Gracie. Right there, see it by Mark's Bible? Okay. Chris, let's put that baby on. Grace is going to share first. Grace, you're going to come right up here, hon. You're going to come right up here, you can use the podium. Perry, I want you to get next in line. Perry's ready to go. Roseanne, then you're going to get ready to go, and you guys can just kind of know, know what's happening. New Covenant Realities. Yes, please. I have You got it on, Grace? On the bottom? Let me see it. Let me see it, honey. Okay, thank you. It's on now. 
Okay, great. Um, he gave me these things, but I, I'm starting at verse 2 because it says, Grace and peace be multiplied to you in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. So I speak grace over you yeah. to receive the knowledge of Jesus Christ, his power, his resurrection, the covenant we have through him, which is absolutely solid because Jesus cannot fail he already won the whole thing it's such great news and then it says in verse three and as we take communion today we're going to remember this his divine power has given me all things that pertain to life and godliness all things through the knowledge of him who called me by glory and virtue. In other words, as I know him, I have all the grace that I need, all the divine power because they've given to me through the great and exceeding and precious promises he has in his word. Through these, I am a partaker of the divine nature. I'd like you to say that with me. Through him, I am a partaker of the divine nature. He's in me. I have the power of God resident in the center of my being. And I've been delivered from everything that is corrupt. Because he said so. I know that's not part of the scripture, but it's still true. Okay, and then as I take communion, I also... And this com- that was uh, for Second Peter uh, chapter one verse three and four plus a little bit more, okay. And then in Ephesians, uh, Ephesians one three, we see, "Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. Every, I have every spiritual blessing. Say it." As I take communion, it's not sad, it's not somber. I have every spiritual blessing in Christ Jesus. He did the whole thing. It's all good news from here on out. I have it all. Say it. He blessed me with every spiritual blessing. So I celebrate communion by faith. Hey, everyone. (laughs) Um, Yeah, Ralph just gave me a few words and uh, just kind of resonate with me and totally agree with them. All good stuff to remember while we uh, remember what Christ did for us. Um, It's important to, you know, look at the scripture and realize the truths about the nature of Christ's death and resurrection and our participation in it and what we gain from it, not just eternal life, but also newness of life here on earth. Um, so uh, four different references were given to me. It's just important to know where all these truths are um, to have a better understanding and grasp of what we have in Christ. Uh, I'm just going to look at uh, Galatians 2.20 first. And it says, I have been crucified with Christ, and it is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in, in the flesh, I live by the faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself up for me. Yeah. That's amazing. It just encapsulates everything right, right there. Um, some other important verses you could look at, uh, talking about the newness of life, 
and uh, our participation in uh, Christ's death and resurrection. Romans 6, 5, 1 Corinthians 15, 25, um, Revelation 5, 10 also talks about this stuff. Um, and uh, if this resonates with you, just meditate on it and think about it uh, today while you're participating in communion, remembering the broken body and the shed blood of Jesus Christ for the remission of our sin. Um, uh, as I received communion this morning, I, bl- I know that I was crucified with Christ, I was buried with Christ, and that I was also united with him in his resurrection. I am living in resurrection power. Yeah. I get to reign in life with Christ, and I am a co-laborer with Christ while we put all his enemies under his feet. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And everything, every good thing that God starts, I forget the exact, exact wording of it and the reference of it, but this is a paraphrase, I guess. Um, everything that he begins that's a good work, he will see till completion. He began the good work and you will see it to completion. Exactly. All right. My assignment is to remind me, first of all, and to remind you that we are completely righteous in Christ. And 2 Corinthians 5.21 says, God made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we are the righteousness of God. And, you know, I started thinking about what righteousness is, and I don't have time to get into all my 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 train of thought on that, but um, I know that it means, well, if we're in him, okay, talk about all in. I was picturing us being all in him. So it's not there's a piece of us hanging out, you know, or we we left some crumbs behind somewhere, you know, but we're all in and yeah we're making the reality of that in our daily lives is is progressing but it is you know as we look at each other how we're transforming you know you look around and you see that happening but um the righteousness and and the the righteousness of, of abraham that he got he achieved that by faith so if he had to believe um, before Jesus even had established the, the covenant that we have, you know, we have to believe that we are righteous and not, not um, say, well, yeah, maybe I am. <laughs> maybe I'm not. But I'm talking to myself here. But you know, I, um, I know I'm righteous, but I, I need to um, declare that, I guess. So I want to declare today that I am righteous in Christ Jesus because I am all in him and so are you. Good morning family. Uh, Many of you may not know me. I am Bradley. I am new here since we're speaking of new and uh, you are a new family to me and I just wanted I was just aware that uh, in Christ, you guys were always my family, and so uh, Revelation, um, it's nice to finally meet you. I've been walking with, uh, with God for some uh, years now, but um, I'm speaking from 2 Corinthians 5.17, and um, 
we're speaking of communion. So I am receiving communion to say as a new creation. I am in Christ, a new creation. The old has gone, the new has come. And I just want to focus on new. And I've had a unique opportunity to listen to Jonathan Welton's preaching uh, last week and the message and his whole mission. And um, God has put me here to receive new teaching. Uh, the old has gone. It's really important to grab a hold of the new and identify who you are in the new creation. And there's so much power once you realize who you are in the new creation. And I just wanted to bless you with that. Uh, really identify who you are in the new creation, and that will help you walk out your destiny. So, thank you. Good morning. I'm just so blessed that I get to share um, part of my heart about communion with all of you because I just find it so sacred and just such a time of breakthrough for the church. Um, as I receive communion, um, I'm thinking of Ephesians 2.6, um, which says that we are seated with God in the heavenly places. And what a blessing because we're only there because he put us there. And what a celebration of that. And um, also from uh, 1 John 3, verse 1, which says... Um, how great is the love that the Father has lavished upon us that we should be called children of God. And the love that God gave me is just so great, that he's my Father, and that love makes me so strong and so fearless and just so confident as just a warrior in Christ. And um, I just want to share that with you, that this isn't like a cheesy, like, Valentine's Day heart kind of love. It's like really, really powerful and really awesome. And it just, like, it fires me up. <laughs> and um, uh, God just, like... I always think of communion as partaking, and it's not just a passive, like, sitting there. It's you're actually taking part. Like, it's part of the word. You're taking part of it, and the love that God gave us is so all in that we have to be that way when we take his communion, and um, I just think it's really important to take it serious, and um, that when we take that bread and that cup, that we take it with that all-in perspective that Jesus had that one night, that he was about to give it all, and he was all in for us because of his love for us. So as we take it today, Remember that we're all in for him. That if, that if tonight he asked us to lay our lives down for him, that that's what we would do, because we're all in for Jesus. So let's take this bread and this cup with great affection until our Lord comes again. Good morning, saints. I have been asked to remind everyone I know that how many of you still struggle every once in a while with sin? I've been asked to remind us that, uh, that we are dead to sin and alive unto God in Christ Jesus. I have a scripture verse here that I want to like to read. For he who has died is freed from sin. Now if we have died with Christ, we believe that we shall also live with him. Knowing that Christ, having been raised from the dead, is never to die again. Death no longer is master over him. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Yeah. That's from Romans 6, 7-11. through 11. Another one here I'd like to read. This is from Romans 6, 18. 
Having been freed from sin, you became slaves unto righteousness. Amen. One more here. This is from Romans 8.10. If Christ is in you, though the body is dead because of sin, yet the Spirit is alive because of righteousness. Amen. Oh, man. Is that good? Whew. Oh, man. How powerful it was. I could have read all them scriptures, right? Was it more powerful to see other people read them scriptures? I mean, I, I mean, right? I mean, it was just, this is kind of this whole idea of the Day of the Saints thing. The body of Christ walking in revelation and understanding, the veil has been lifted. God is revealing his heart to us. And when we even participate and partake of communion this morning, all, all we're saying here is that there could be an old paradigm, an old way that you used to take communion. And I'm not saying it was right or wrong. I'm just saying that God is now saying, wow, there are new covenant realities that I need to walk in. And I'm just going to do a tiny little review. You have received every spiritual blessing in Christ, and his divine power has given you everything you need to live life. We, as we receive communion, whether you're a male or female, you are a son or daughter, completely sanctified, assured of salvation, and how great is the Father's love lavished on you that you could be called children of God. That we're a new creation in Christ. That we are completely righteous in Christ. That we have been crucified, buried, and resurrected with him, seated with him, resurrection life, reigning with him in life. And Rick, here's an amazing one. You are dead to sin and alive to God. You are dead to sin. You're not carrying a dead person on your shoulders weighing you down. Ushers, I'm going to have you begin to come and we are going to receive communion today. And I just pray that you're able to partake, to receive communion and an understanding that this new covenant, it says in Hebrews, for this reason Christ is the mediator of of a new covenant. There's a new covenant and he ransomed us and set us free from the sins committed under the old covenant or the first covenant. This new covenant is between Jesus the Son and God the Father. It's important to understand. This new covenant is between the Son and the Father, it's everlasting, it's superior, it's perfect. It's a new covenant of forgiveness. And as we participate in communion this morning, I just pray that you experience his presence and experience his life and love. 
that as we walk this out, we are transformed. I went up to Roseanne this morning, and I said, Roseanne, I'm watching you be transformed. God transforms us from the inside out because he reveals things to us that change us. So we are going to participate in communion together. We're going to be taking this beautiful communion together. It is, and it is awesome to remember 1 Corinthians 11. The Lord Jesus, on the night he was betrayed, he took the bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and said, This is my body, which is for you. It'll be broken. Do this in remembrance of me. And Beth and Mary, if you want to come up and just even play just simple instrumental music, as we receive communion and our identity as sons and daughters, his body was broken. He said, my body will be broken. By his stripes, we are made whole. His body was broken for our healing and our wholeness and our restoration. Body, soul, and spirit. I just want to close with one last thought because I won't be with you as a family for the next five weeks I want you to know I'll be praying for you also and I really look forward to John Lamp sharing next Sunday and he's going to continue I love his perspective and his heart on this little theme of all in but as I was praying this morning, I feel like I, I want to leave the family with this thought. Be all in on the relationships that you have with one another. Be all in on relationships. I believe that all of our relationships are eternal. Husbands, be all in with your wives. Wives, be all in with your husbands. Fathers and mothers, be all in with your children. And children, be all in with your fathers and your mothers. From brother to sister to sister to brother, be all in in your relationships with one another. It's interesting how we receive communion, which is this way. And then Jesus says, I want you to have communion this way unresolved conflicts walls and barriers that have been put up between relationships the Lord says I want them to come down where there's unforgiveness he says get it right from friend to friend be all in on your relationships with your friendships 
At the end of our journey, the most important thing we'll have is the relationships that we have. The relationships that we fought for. The relationships that we invested in. So be all in on your relationships with one another. Holy Spirit, just seal that and let you do whatever you want with that.